to another episode of the Arizona Wild Bags podcast. I'm Tyler, and I am your host. And we're talking Christian Coloco. So he's going to the NBA draft, and he gets the full setup. He gets a video with Sham Sharania, the famous NBA scoop guy, you know, the alien to Woj's predator, and a breaking news overlay flashes across the screen. And Shams goes, You've got a decision whether you will stay in school or declare for the draft coming up and asks him, what is your decision? And what went into it? I just think it would be hilarious if somebody went through all of this presentation with Shams and goes, oh, this year I'm going to return to school and play another year or hit him with a, I've decided that I'm going to declare that I am humbled and blessed to announce that. I am thanking my family after lots of consideration and pondering over my decision. I've decided to return to school to play basketball for another season. I just think that would be a Hall of Fame moment in that player's career, regardless of what they do in the NBA or their college career. I just We will always think of that, and I just want that to happen so freaking bad. But all joking aside, man, I am I'm psyched for Christian Coloco. A tiny bit surprising, but honestly, I don't think we were at all shocked the dude came to arizona as a string bean my uncle who has season tickets the early years of coloco would call him colombo after some cheesy show in the 70s because he was clumsy he would drop passes and miss layups but let me tell you this that boy that came to arizona with the goggles is leaving a man and not only took the goggles off, and can clearly see his future. That man worked his ass off. He put on 20 pounds through the weight room and cleaned up his diet. People forget, he was in the recruiting class that included Zeke Naji, Nico Mannion, and Josh Green. Coloco really improved this season. He improved every year, and I could see the potential right away. Me and my dad actually really liked him. We saw him as a guy who could really become a force inside, provided the size and presence around the rim. And he did that. He matured as a defensive player. And he's honestly one of the best defenders in the country. And this season, he played like it every single game. We'll always have that Oregon game this past year. After that Kerr Carissa three, his defense and the block he had to give Arizona that dub when college game day was in town, was tremendous. The tall man averaged 12.6 points, 7.3 rebounds, and 2.8 blocks per game. But that stat right there, 2.8 blocks per game, that doesn't do it justice, what he did every single game. Every game, people know he's one of the best defenders in the country, and that just forced guys to shoot threes. It really did. I mean, he was such a defensive force inside that he would alter games. He shot 63.5% from the field and 73.5% from the line. He won first team All-Pac-12. 
Pac-12 most improved player, the Pac-12 all-defensive team, he had a spot on there, and the Pac-12 defensive player of the year. So he's the kind of guy that I can see playing the four or five in the NBA easily, of course, and I think he'll defend really well in the NBA. His game is going to translate tremendously there, but he's got to develop a mid-range game. He's not just a lob and dunk guy. He's got a solid touch around the rim. And offensively, if he can just add some post moves, solidify his footwork a little bit, I think he'll be in the league for a while. And Christian Coloco was the type of player that you want to see at Arizona. Somebody who comes in quiet and leaves one of the best players in the country. He leaves as one of the best defending big men that's ever stepped foot on the U of A campus, and I wish him a great career in the NBA. He deserves it. He's a hard worker, and he's going to do really well at the next level. But he never said whether he's hiring an agent or not, so just keep that tucked away in the back of your head. Now, some other players that were wondering about if they were going to test the waters, Dalen Terry and Azulis Tubelis, more so Dalen Terry, look, to be back, Dale and Terry is included in posts from the Arizona Wildcats Twitter account and Instagram account. Looking forward to 2023 with both guys in the post on Instagram. Plus, a source tells ESPN that Azulis Tubelis will return. So it's confirmed anyway. Dalen, we're confident he's going to return, but that'll be official as of Sunday. So Dalen. Azulis and Kerr are going to be the leaders of this team, which is going to be sneaky veteran team. They've got a lot of juniors on this squad. So I think that trio of guys has to become a force in college basketball through leadership. Azulis and Kerr had good years last year, but I think with no Matherin or Coloco, They've got that green light to become the go-to scorers with Dale and Terry falling right in line with that too. But Dale and Terry's more of a jack-of-all-trades, do-it-all-that-needs-to-be-done kind of player. So, And he certainly had proved he can score when he needs to. But I'll tell you what, towards the end of the season, Dalen's offense was starting to evolve. And we saw him put together some really nice games. He ended up going four for five for double-digit scoring games to end the season with 17, 5, 16, 15, and 12. And that five-point game, he still had five assists and five steals. So when he's having an off game, he still finds ways to contribute. He shot 50% from the field on the year. I think he's going to find his way into a lot of ballots of college analysts. Like I said in the last pod, he thrives in the Tommy Lloyd offense. Tubelis is obviously going to have a good season next year. There's no doubt about that. I really want to see some tough competition early on for Azulis because where I'd like to see him grow is defensively and becoming more aggressive on both sides of the ball. And I think we'll see that because they're in the Maui Invitational early on next year. So there is going to be some very good competition for him. And we always see his his tough throwdowns and transition. But really, it's this presence that I want to see get meaner and tougher and get angry 
play with an edge, and we all know he's capable of it. He's really skilled offensively, but I want to see him dominate all year. Drive to the basket, block some shots, dunk on some guys, talk a little trash. Kind of like everybody's favorite little villain, Kirk Carissa, but he is a hero to us. Speaking of scoring threats, Arizona picked up a commit from Serbian sensation Filip Borovicinin. I think I got that right. I don't know. Probably not. It's just a guess. I have no idea how to pronounce that name. It caught a lot of people off guard, and they didn't know how to feel, really, considering we don't know him. He's a 6'8 wing from Serbia who shoots a three. He's got a nice handle. He plays a two or three. He's really skilled. Obviously has a ton of potential considering he is that tall and shoots the three really well. I mean, step backs. He's got a nice one-on-one game. He chose Arizona over Xavier, Texas Tech, and the G League. But yeah, Xavier. So Tommy Lloyd steals one from Sean Miller. Sounds like a really nice pickup for Tommy Lloyd. International whisperer, Tommy Lloyd. He averaged 20 points, 9 rebounds, and 4.4 assists while playing in Serbia. Yes, his league's not the best, but you know what? He's a big man with a handle and a shot, so we'll take that. Now, as far as how he fits in with the roster, I think he's exactly what Tommy wants. Somebody who does it all while shoring up some of the holes that this team needed. Arizona's going to be one of the tallest teams next year again. and They needed outside shooting. Besides Pella and Kerr, they really needed more shooters. And with Philippe, they get that. Now, they still might get another shooter. Um, Jason Shear mentioned that Arizona is still looking to get a combo guard. Somebody to basically replace Justin Kyer, a ball handler and scorer type player. Somebody who defends and I assume they'll find that in the transfer portal. And speaking of transfer portal, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Villanova's roster now that Jay Wright is retiring. You never know who Arizona could get. So just keep an eye on that. Now, I do this every pod, but I think we've solidified our starting five for next season, regardless of transfers. And yes, we are going to go over that starting five. At the one, you've got Kirk Carissa. At shooting guard, Pell Larson, Dale and Terry at small forward, Azulis Tubelis as kind of your small ball power forward, and Umar Balo as your five. With Adama Ball coming off the bench, Dylan Anderson, I think he should get some playing time. Just really depends how productive he is early on and whatever guard transfers in and or Shane Noel. We're still waiting to see what happens there. And who knows, maybe Philippe Borovicinin becomes a great shooter off the bench. We're really starting to see Tommy Lloyd getting his guys, where everybody's a threat to do so many things on the court. They're just really versatile. We've got four guys in the starting five that are capable of shooting from anywhere on the court, and that's huge in college basketball. With the loss of Coloco, it's still easily a top 25 team, probably top 15, but rankings don't really matter. 
It's all about how you play in March that matters, as we saw from North Carolina. I want to thank you all for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the pod. If you hate it or love it, love to know about it. And it would help me a lot if you left a review or just DM me on Twitter at Arizona Wild Bags. Or if you're an old school kind of person, that's cool too. You can email me at Arizona Wild Bags at gmail.com. I'm going to give a shout out to the haters. Shout out to John Rothstein. And hope you all have a great week. Thank you.